Welcome to the Knowing God Podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. Okay, we are picking back up in Colossians 3, verse 12, and we are beginning now to look at what virtues should mark Christian communities. If we are chosen, holy, and loved by God, what should mark us? What are the things we need to put on, as Paul says? So, let me read the verse, and then we'll hit the first one today. Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Today, we're going to consider that first virtue of having compassionate hearts. Think right away, what comes to mind when you hear the idea of a compassionate heart? What's the first thing that comes to mind? Or maybe who comes to mind? The first virtue that Paul mentions that should mark us in our Christian communities is that we should have compassionate hearts. And the idea of a compassionate heart, I think, is an interesting concept. So let's just quickly take the words one at a time. Uh, What do you think of when you hear the word compassion? Biblically, it's used to describe the feeling of pity or mercy. Now, we often use the word pity in almost like a derogatory way or condescending almost. That's not what's being described here. This idea of compassion or pity or mercy, N.T. Wright says, is having a deep sensitivity to the needs and sorrows of others. Okay, let me say that again because I think this is huge. This idea of compassion is having a deep sensitivity to the needs and sorrows of others. It is truly being moved and feeling other people's needs and pain. G.K. Beale, who's another scholar, he describes it as having concern about someone else's bad circumstances. Now, this was a challenging thought to me. Ask yourself this. How often would you say that you have concern about your own bad circumstances? Like when things are hard in your life, there's unknowns in your life, how concerned do you get? I would guess a lot. (laughs) Like we are constantly concerned about the issues and needs in our lives. We think all the time about our own needs and how to make sure they are met. But how often are you truly concerned about someone else's bad circumstances? You know, maybe for some of you, you are concerned often about other people when you think of them or when you see them, but is it nearly as much as you are concerned about your own circumstances? I highly doubt it. But having compassion is being concerned with the needs or the sorrows Of others around you. The word for heart here, it means the innermost part of your body or yourself. It's like the deepest parts of you. There's old translations that say it's having mercy in your bowels, which is a weird thought for us, but that was their concept of like the innermost part of you. It's your inner being, your inward self. 
So when you put these two words together, it's having a sensitivity or concern at the depths of your being for other people. So not a shallow level concern, not a a brief concern, but from the depths of who you are, it's being concerned about other people's needs or sorrow. How would you say you're doing with that, with having a compassionate heart? How would you say your church community is doing with having a compassionate heart? Remember, these aren't just written to individuals. These letters are written to communities. So how are you doing? But think about your church community. How is your church doing at modeling this? I'll tell you from my vantage point, my church that I'm a part of, I think does a phenomenal job at having compassionate hearts. I will say this, they are far better as a community than I am as an individual. As my family has gone through really hard times over the last few years, I have seen people in my community shed tears for us, consistently pray for us, frequently reach out to us, and are moved to action to support us. I think that is the mark of concern for our circumstances in the deepest parts of their heart. Like I've seen it in them. And I'll tell you, that is a beautiful thing. When a community is so involved and caring for other people that they are moved to love because of compassion from their hearts, it's one of the most beautiful markers of Christian community. So Paul is saying here, from the depth of our being should flow compassion and care for others. Now, why is that so important? Because from the depth of Christ's being flows compassion and care for others. And for all those making up his body who are united to him also must be driven by compassion. I wonder if you would say that when you think of the heart of Christ, do you believe that it flows with compassion? Or do you tend to think that out of his heart flows disappointment, anger, frustration, wrath? When you think of Christ, do you see him motivated by compassion that is overflowing out of the depths of his being? I think that's what the scriptures tell us. And you don't have to just take my word for it. Let me just give you a few verses of the many that I think speak to this. First, one in the Old Testament, in Isaiah 42, verse 3, it's prophesying about the Messiah, who Christ is, and it says that a bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not quench. What that means is that someone who is hurting, who is weak, who is weary, who is barely holding on, he will not run over them. It promises he will not break them. If you feel weary, it says that his heart isn't moved by disappointment to you. It's moved by compassion to help. If you feel like your faith is like a flickering flame, barely still lit, almost feeling like it's about to go out, he doesn't yell at you in anger and just squash that flame. He's moved by compassion to help you. One way we see this in the Gospels, Matthew 9, verse 36, it says, When he saw the crowds, 
he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. It says when Jesus sees helpless people, those being oppressed, those being ignored, those suffering, he doesn't look on them with disgust. He has compassion on them. Friends, is this how you see Jesus? He sees the lowly, the hurting, the lost, the broken, the taken advantage of, and he is moved with compassion to be with them. Okay, last one. Let me give you one more. In Luke 7, verse 13, it's a story about Jesus seeing a woman with her only son who had just died. And it says that as he sees her, it says he had compassion on her and said, do not weep. And then he moves and raises the boy. Other translations say he overflowed with compassion or that he was moved with compassion. You see, compassion flows from his heart toward a hurting mom and he was moved to action. From the heart of Christ flows compassion and therefore from the heart of the church must flow compassion. As a final word of application, let me say this honestly. I don't know any quick way to force yourself to have compassion. So I don't have a fancy step for you here if you need to grow in this area to magically give yourself compassion. But I can offer you one suggestion and one challenge. My suggestion would be this. If you want to grow in compassion, I think you need to study the person of Jesus and pray that the Spirit makes you like him. I know that may sound basic and it doesn't seem like a quick fix, but you cannot read the Gospels looking for the heart of Jesus and not be moved by his compassionate heart. And as you see it, I would just encourage you to ask the Lord to help you grow in compassion. So if you want to grow in it, I think read the Gospels, look at the heart of Jesus, and just ask the Spirit of God to do this in you. Now, here's my challenge for you, a little bit different. If you have someone in your life who really exemplifies this, make sure to tell them. Encourage them in their heart that is moved by compassion. And if you have someone like this, do not take that person for granted. That is the heart of Christ exemplified in that human being. And if someone is in your life like that, encourage them in that. That is a special thing. So as a people, let's encourage one another forward in putting on or growing in being driven by compassionate hearts. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and peace.